it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Touchdown Tampa Bay! Scotty Scooter Beller and Brady puts it right on the spot. Throw in middle slant, cut, Cooper walks it in. The Rich Eisen Show. This is it, bro. Here we go. Today's guests, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Cowboys running back, Ezekiel Elliott. From the new Showtime drama, American Rust, actor Jeff Daniels. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay. Yes, we have made it. We have made it. And the we is the collective we. The we is the football-loving nation waiting for the National Football League to come back and play a football game that counts. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, getting set for a double dip these three hours of the Rich Eisen Show. And then I will be on NFL Network at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 90-minute preview kickoff show that will also emanate from the new studios of NFL Network that I went to yesterday and can't wait to talk a little bit more about with you today because it's just going to be a great way for you to take in your your football viewing experience. And I can't wait to tell you all about this season every single day right here on the Rich Eisen Show as well, leading up to kickoff tonight between the Cowboys and the Bucks on NBC. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brock. Great How to are see you, sir? you, my man. I'm ready to rock. Del Tufo, good to see yes. you in your spot. And then TJ Jefferson, hey. he has got the Dallas Cowboy helmet in front of him today. Rich, <laughs> this to, is it. To quote Triple H, and I hope he's doing better. Are you ready? Get your damn act together. That's quoting Mr. Jones as yes. well. Are, are you ready? And I think we're well, already rich. Yeah, we're already. I am oh, ready. Uh, for those who uh, have taken in this show since we came on the air in 2014, um, this is our seventh NFL season that we're going to be covering in full. Are you kidding me? Nope. I am not. Um, <laughs> and this is part and parcel around here. Obviously, we're a football heavy show. We love our entertainment as well. All sports, we get it. But, you know, uh, I've been uh, sitting in the center uh, of the NFL network universe for uh, 18 years. So I'm a football guy. And the way I start the show every single year on a kickoff Thursday is with a little bit of music. And I run through every storyline of every team in the National Football League just to set the stage. So, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <laughs> you need a drink or something? You got some uh, coffee over I there? think I'm okay. okay. I've got coffee. i got a little smoothie as well. Good, good, A little good. smoothie. Good. It's not a game, Chris. Not it's not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> not a game. No, it's not a game. <laughs> it's practice. So, let's start. 
with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. Is this their time? Is this their year to make it back to the Super Bowl with their Mandalorian Pizzaid quarterback, Josh Allen? They added Emmanuel Sanders to this offense. Let's see what they can do a little bit more in the running game, unless they just don't care about it very much anymore because they've got the Mandalorian quarterback and Josh Allen, an MVP candidate, standing back there trying to sling it around in Western New York. And the one thing to keep in mind throughout this season playing in the background like this music that you don't want to hear is the idea that perhaps they're leaving and I cannot um, uh, fathom that being possible nor can the fans of Western New York certainly as they have their best chance to win a Super Bowl keep an eye on all of that and how they handle all of that as the New England Patriots appear to be much more constituted to battle for the AFC title and get back to the playoffs than they were last year They've got the rookie quarterback sitting there in Mac Jones under center and in shotgun. Is this the guy? Bill Belichick has his first long-term plan in place to replace Tom Brady. Week four, Brady will be in the house. They went on a spending spree in free agency. Can the Patriots get back in the playoffs with Bill Belichick spending like a sailor like we've never seen on shore leave? in March and in April, and then going for a rookie quarterback in the first round and installing that rookie quarterback, sending Cam Newton pack and keeping an eye on all of that with the Dolphins in their house to start things off. Tua getting his first week one start of his playing career. He's not a captain for this week one game. Apparently the Dolphins were kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson just mere weeks before the beginning of the season. Is Tua the guy? Can he be the guy? What will this offense look like uh, under the the new offensive coordinator and the rest of the plans that the Dolphins have in place for Tua? What will that look like in Brian Flores' second year as head coach there? And then there's a first-year head coach in New York in Robert Sala, and he is hooking his wagon up to the number two overall pick in the draft. Can Zach Wilson be the guy? How much of a struggle will it be for this kid from BYU in New York City under the lights with everybody thinking he's Broadway Zach, Zach's Avenue, and all of that? Keep an eye to see if the Jets can make something of this season. In the AFC North, is this the Browns' time? Could this be the year the Browns make the Super Bowl? And they've got a team to do it. They've got Odell Beckham coming back from injury. They added Jadavian Clowney to Miles Garrett as a defensive player of the year candidate. They had a terrific draft. They've got a stout defense. They've got a stout running game. They've got an offensive line who can protect. Is it Baker Mayfield's time to take another step forward? And the good thing for the Browns is they've got not Freddie Kitchens at the controls, not Hugh Jackson at the controls, but the reigning coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski at the controls is this the Browns' year? While you've got the Ravens also with a fourth-year quarterback looking to get paid like Baker Mayfield, waiting on that contract, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They lose J.K. Dobbins right before the beginning of the season. We always know that the Ravens will come with a very hefty run game and a certain zeal on defense and coming at you and hitting you in the mouth. But do they have the passing game? Do they have the passing game to actually put more points on the board when you have to, when they don't have the lead? Have they answered those questions? We will see on that front. Then you've got a third-year head coach in Cincinnati and Zach Taylor on the hot seat, I guess, because 
What are the Bengals going to do with Joe Burrow coming back? And what have they done with Zach Taylor? And has he had the opportunity to uh, do anything in Cincinnati? This is a big year for Zach Taylor with Joe Burrow coming back and Jamar Chase. That was the decision they made in the first round of the draft. We'll keep an eye on what the Bengals look like this year. And then there is an 18th year quarterback in Pittsburgh, PA. Entering his 18th year in the National Football League, Big Ben Roethlisberger, taking less money to stay or being forced to take less money to keep playing in the NFL. Najee Harris will be the running back there. He is a bell cow. He can also catch out of the backfield. He's bigger than Le'Veon Bell and does not have all of, I guess one would say, the baggage that Le'Veon did bring when he was on the field in Pittsburgh. They've got the same receiving core coming back. Devin Bush returns. T.J. Watt, we assume, will get paid and be happy. Joe Hayden patrolling the defense. Can Mike Tomlin get the Steelers back in the playoffs after a disastrous end to their playoff season last year and defend the crown? In the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans in Mike Vrabel's fourth year of being the head coach there have added Julio Jones to the mix. That's Julio out one side. That's A.J. Brown out another side. And the grown-ass man in Derrick Henry behind Ryan Tannehill. Defensively, can this team tighten the bolts in a way that they could not last year? Can they play tough defense against the Bills and the Chiefs and the Browns if they face these other teams that come with an offense that could put points on the board? The Colts are the only other team in this division that can actually win it, other than the Titans, in my estimation. It's Carson Wentz trying to reclaim his career with the guy that has the special sauce for him. That would be Frank Reich in his fourth year, like Mike Vrabel, as head coach. Jonathan Taylor, can he be a star in this game as a second-year running back after seeing what he did at that position? Darius Leonard, grown-ass man on defense leading the Colts. Can they stay healthy enough with Quentin Nelson and obviously Wentz's foot going into this season and have the receiving core as well grow up fast to win this division? That also includes Urban Meyer as a first-year head coach and Trevor Lawrence, first overall selection in this draft. What will he look like in the NFL with the flowing locks and the golden right arm and those legs? And I'm talking about football people, okay? They also had some really good weapons around Gardner Minshew last year. That's a true story. Chenault, obviously James Robinson with Travis Etienne hurt. We'll see what the defense looks like and how Urban can take the losing because it's coming. Speaking of losing, you've got the Houston Texans who have a third-string quarterback and a healthy scratch named Deshaun Watson. Google it if you actually even need to. David Culley, a 65-year-old first-time head coach. Bradley Roby, they trade him away. The locker room's got to be wondering what is going on around here. And it's expected to be a total dumpster fire in Houston this year. But they do have Mark Ingram and they do have David Johnson eventually going to have some sort of, one would think, fountain of youth there. Brandon Cooks, can they put enough points on the board to go higher register on some few teams this year? But we all expect the Houston Texans season to be a disaster. We'll see if we can be all proven wrong on that front. In the AFC West, you've got the Las Vegas Raiders playing in front of fans coming up this very Monday night to wrap up week one. Year four for John Gruden. He's 19 and 29 in his first um, three seasons there. 19 and 29. My buddy Mayock trying to put some 
pieces together there that I guess either Gruden approves of or not or likes or doesn't like. Derek Carr and Waller and Jacobs, and we'll see if Henry Ruggs can run, and the defense was dreadful last year. Have they been able to stop an offense or a cold, for that matter? They better because there are some high-quality offenses in this division. We'll see if Denver's one of them. Denver's going to start Teddy Bridgewater. It's his It's going to get a start for a fifth team in the NFL right now and for a coach who is clearly on the hot seat in Vic Fangio in his third season there. Drew Locke in waiting. Really, the quarterback in waiting could be named Aaron Rodgers, the entire league feels. Von Miller's coming back. We'll see if the young offensive line can actually stop holding and growing into what we need to see from them. And that passing game for Teddy Bridgewater, we'll see if Denver can make some hay this year when few people are expecting them to. Right here in Los Angeles. The Chargers have got Brandon Staley, former quarterback in college, turned defensive coordinator in the pros, and he brings a mindset to the Chargers that I think will certainly lend to more wins and a lot of less insanity in the final seconds of games. Justin Herbert, the unicorn, year two, and the rest of that offense, Derwin James back on defense, Joey Bosa up front. There is a lot to love about these Los Angeles Chargers. However, they play in a division where the Kansas City Chiefs play. And this is a team that's sending Mahomes back out there in front of an all-new offensive line. All five guys right in front of them. That's it. What will the Chiefs look like with that offensive line? Will it protect the golden child better or not? What will it be for Kansas City? That's the one thing Brett Veach wanted to hit and hit hard, and they did. And a lot of people think the Chiefs are a better team, which is a scary thought for everybody can they become the first team since the bills back in the 90s to make three straight super bowls how about that for kansas city that's your afc let's go to the nfc right now shall we starting with the money division and tonight the dallas cowboys are out there dan quinn's the new defensive coordinator don't you know and we're supposed to believe that's enough to take 100 total yards of offense of the other team off the board okay we'll see that's enough to get more of a pass rush going. Okay, we'll see. Jalen Smith changes numbers, and apparently we were talking about maybe him not even being good enough to make this team because so many other players on defense have improved and more folks being added to the mix by draft and, of course, by the fact that they're returning from injury. And that's where we center around the Cowboys. What will Dak look like being back? C.D. Lamb, everyone is expecting him to take a monster quantum leap forward. If all of those things turn out to the positive, Dallas can get to the Super Bowl. It is that simple. Can't wait to see it all play out starting tonight. The Washington football team's my team to beat in the division. They won it last year. I can't wait to see Ryan Fitzpatrick get his best shot. Pushing 40. This is his best shot. It's his team. There's nobody that's coming up looking to take his job from him. There's no young player to play unless there's Taylor Heineke. This is it. This is Ryan Fitzpatrick's spot and Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. They're lightning fast and they got a run game. They got a defensive chase young defensive player of the year candidate and a guy in Ron Rivera who knows how to put it all together. What a season for Washington football right in front of them. Can they pull it off against a team that you know, is a shrug emoji team of 2021? Who are the Giants? Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, it's his time. Year three, it's time for Daniel Jones to get out there and start winning some football games. Certainly if Saquon's healthy, 
They got the number one free agent wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, to sign on the dotted line. They got that kid, Tony, from Florida to catch some balls. And then if Evan Ingram can stay healthy and perform, Shepard, it's all about the offensive line. The defense is bought into what Joe Judge has been selling. Can the offensive line protect Jones? And can Jones protect himself and make some plays when he needs to? In Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, are they a team for Deshaun Watson and waiting? Or do they really believe this is a, that Sirianni hooked up with Jalen Hurts and go? Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Can you be that size in the NFL and succeed? What will the Philadelphia Eagles look like? Nobody knows. But cannot wait to see that play out as well with a first-year head coach in Philadelphia. And good luck to you, sir, as you deal with all of those waters moving moving through this season. NFC North, Green Bay Packers. They say they're the hungriest they've ever been. The hungriest team that Devontae Adams says he's ever been on. Adams and Rodgers apparently addressed the team, saying, this is it, let's go. Is this the last ride, or could Rodgers actually enjoy it and the Packers front office actually see what they've got in Aaron Rodgers? I said those words into a microphone and just basically turn to Jordan Love and say, you're on the Jimmy G plan. Rodgers, you're on the Brady plan. Stick around. Could that be possible? Every single game, every single play call, every single audible, every single down will be tinged with that storyline. What will Rodgers do eventually being informed with what he's doing at the moment. Meanwhile, who's got the best chance to dethrone them in the NFC North? It's got to be the Vikings, one would think. Maybe not. It's year eight for Mike Zimmer. Year four for Kirk Cousins, who's 25-21-1 in the three years prior. He makes money like he's Garrett Cole in a guaranteed contract. Can he build the plexiglass walls enough to stay on the field? for two of the most talented young players in the league at their positions. Dalvin Cook at running back, Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. Defensively, Mike Zimmer, that's his bailiwick. Matriculate the ball down the field, stop the other team, don't turn it over, stay healthy. The Vikings have a shot. The Bears, when are they going to start Justin Fields? That's it. What else do you need to know? When are they going to start Justin Fields? Sure, we could talk about the defense. Yeah, let's talk about the offense. They got Montgomery at running back, who had a terrific season last year. I mean, the over-under on Allen Robinson uh, unfollowing all of the Bears' social accounts and us talk about it is week five. That's week five. Maybe they start Justin Fields before all that. Because Dalton, if he doesn't win, the pressure's going to build and build and build. And then we'll see what the Bears look like with Justin Fields eventually. We're not going to see it in week one. Then you got the Lions. We're biting kneecaps. We're hitting people in the mouth. We're cutting every kicker we got. We're trading for Jared Goff, and we're hiring Dan Campbell. Is that going to work? I don't know. (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. But we're going to have fun watching it. Watching Dan Campbell on that sideline and his post-game press conferences and just being the former player turned head coach. He's got a little bit of that gritty gutty mentality with a touch of the gym teacher we'll see what happens in detroit in the nfc west the deepest end of the pool former lions quarterback matthew stafford is here that could be all the difference 
all the difference in year five for Sean McVay, where perhaps the offense could be opened up in a way that we've never seen before. We're hearing that, but who's the running back? Because we saw Gurley when the offense was running in high octane with Goff. Who's the running back? Is it Sony Michelle? Is it Henderson? Does it matter? Donald up front, Ramsey in the back, less need finding all of these 25, 26, 27-year-olds that can ball out that you've never heard of, but you love them on your fantasy team on defense and special teams. And then you got the Niners with their fifth-year head coach, Kyle Shanahan. When's Lance going to get in there? Seems like it's Jimmy G to start, and then everybody's coming back nice and healthy. Bosa leading the charge with the we're healthy again brigade. And all of these players on offense, running back, wide receivers who slash and hit hard. And one of the best players in the league in Kittle. And one of the best offensive lines up front. Can San Francisco put it all together, avoid the injury bug, and get it going? And when does Lance get in? How does he get in? Can't wait for this to play out. Then you got the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury in year three. Kyler Murray in year number three. Here we go. What's this going to look like in in Arizona with A.J. Green now added? Larry Fitzgerald gone, A.J. Green in. Patrick Peterson gone, J.J. Watt in. I don't want to play the same position, but we're talking about leaders in the locker room. By the way, Peterson's in Minnesota. We'll see how that plays out for his 2.0 of his career. Is Kingsbury on the hot seat? What's going on there? Because, again, this is the deepest end of the pool. I just told you about a lot of people thinking the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, the Niners could go back to the Super Bowl, and you've also got the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll, you're 13 for him. He's 176 and 112 in his previous 12 years in Seattle. Are they going to let Russ cook? Seems like Russ wants to be protected more. Every single snap will be born out of whose fault was that sack? Whose fault was that rush, that hurry, that quarterback hurry? Was it Russ holding on too long? Was it offensive? line was it the play call Bobby Wagner there he's got a gold jacket coming the Prez Jamal Adams has been pizzayed DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett what a deep end of this pool this is can Seattle get back to the Super Bowl I I can't wait to see the NFC West play out and then we finish up with the NFC South you've got the New Orleans Saints with the Dean of NFC coaches Sean Payton in year 16 but starting a week one with the first time in New Orleans with a quarterback other than Drew Brees, and it's Jameis Winston. And who knows when can't guard Mike, Mike Thomas is going to come back. And Alvin Kamara, you better look both ways before crossing the street because you're going to get a lot of carries. You're going to be the center of this offense. Who's going to catch the ball when Mike Thomas is out? How does this defense look in New Orleans? Because as we all know, it's a defense first team that's dressed in offensive clothing there in New Orleans and Sean Payton's team is going to start on the road despite having a home game because of Hurricane Ida it's going to be a rough stretch in the first month we'll see how New Orleans negotiates it if they negotiate it well they can have a heck of a season few people expect you've got the Atlanta Falcons with a first year head coach and Arthur Smith who decided to keep Matt Ryan and not go and draft a quarterback named Justin Fields or Mac Jones. They got Kyle Pitts. What will number eight in your program look like for number two in your program? And Julio Jones gone. And is this defense up to speed? And what will Arthur Smith's offense look like in Atlanta? Can they be counted on for wins to potentially surprise and be a sleeper team in 2021? Just like the Panthers are a sleeper team. They are. They acquire Sam Darnold, 
Who the heck knows what he can look like in an NFL offense with weapons like Robbie Anderson? Or, well, hold on a minute. He did have Robbie Anderson in New York, and they let him walk, too. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey back healthy. It's year number one again for Sam Darnold. Can Carolina, with their young coaching staff, take that big step forward in year two there with Sam Darnold? And defensively, can they tighten the bolts because they've got the reigning Super Bowl champs in their division? Tom Brady, age 44, defending a Super Bowl for a seventh time. These are words that nobody's ever said before into a microphone and not only meant it, but can actually rationally pose the question of can Tom Brady repeat at age 44 to win his eighth? He's got every starter back on offense and defense. Last time that happened with a defending Super Bowl champ, the 78 Steelers. They're healthy coming in. They're 100% fully vaccinated. They got Bruce Arians cursing on this show every single time he's coming on, so he's got his swag. They've got rings that look like moons. They're going to raise a banner tonight, and the only team that can kind of stop them is themselves, any injury bug or what have you, or belief that they've already won it again, which we know Brady's never going to allow. That's your preview going into the 2021 season. Right oh, I just got goosebumps, man. That was awesome. Let's take a break. The phone that was lines are yo. Thank you, sir. The phone lines are lit. We'll take your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, but coming back, Kurt Warner is going to join us from Tampa. He's calling the opener tonight with Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. I'm doing the pregame and halftime for that, too. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed what did it mean to you to lift this knowing again your story a lot of folks think they know your story 
but the amount of time and effort you took to put in to to never give in to those who said you can't all came to a head the night yeah. that you won this in this town. Yeah, I mean, you dream of winning that trophy and, and winning the Super Bowl and being a part of that. But for me, it was it was so much more because it happened so quickly. And it was that first year that I was starting and to go on to, to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I, it meant more than even winning the Super Bowl, I think, for me, because it was the journey. And it was the people that said you had no chance. And it was the moments that I remember sitting there with my wife going, is it just time to, to give up? Is it time to let the dream go? Um, How often did you have something? that chat with Brenda, do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we had it a lot, but we had it a few times where, you know, you have those people that are in your life that want to support everything you do, mm -hmm. but they give you that look like, you know, <laughs> I'm supporting you, but but come on, dude. I mean, really, <laughs> it, it's probably not going to happen at this point. It's just, you know, so at some point you have to let it go. I mean, you... I think about that with my kids, you know, my kids have the dream of playing in the NFL and doing that. And, you know, I've got one that's playing in college now and Nebraska, right in Nebraska and one that's, uh, you know, just 14, a freshman. But I just think to myself, for most people, it comes to an end at some point. And I've got to be ready as a dad to go, okay, it's been great, but maybe this is the end for you. And that's how the people, my parents, uh, my wife, as much as they wanted to support me and, and help me along this path. I mean, you get to be, 26, 27. And it's like, you know, I love you dear. And maybe the thing I have to tell you is it's time to let it go. And, um, you know, and I tell people all the time that, you know, we say, how do you keep going? You know, how do you keep going when you're working in a grocery store and you're doing that sort of stuff? The funny thing for me was that everybody looks at sitting on the bench for four years and getting cut by green Bay and going to the grocery store. And all I ever looked at was every time I played football, Every time I was between the lines, my one year in college, player of the year in our conference, you know, when I played in arena football, we went to two championships. I was the best quarterback in the league when I went to Europe. And so what kept me going was nobody's ever shown me. I've never stepped on a field and not been, been able to be successful. And so I think that's what would have just killed me is had I walked away, never given the opportunity to succeed. I didn't want to be that guy that was 47 years old sitting on the couch going, man, if I would have just got the opportunity, I could have done it. Um, so that's what kept me going was just, I need that one legitimate chance to prove I can play. And thank goodness it came uh, from St. Louis Rams. Love this guy. Love, love, love him. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Go to YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire archive. And um, I saw this man yesterday as we rehearsed in the news studios at NFL Network. And he took an overnight flight to Tampa, Florida, where he will be calling Monday Night Football on Westwood One with Kevin Harlan, calling in on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Here on the Rich Eisen Show is my buddy, Kurt Warner. How are you, Kurt? I'm doing good, my man. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, let's do some weather on the zeros here uh, <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Show. Is, it's, is it a bad night for football? What do you got for you? Let's hope it's not a bad night. Still early here, but uh, yeah, just opened the shades and peeked outside and there's wind blowing and there's rain coming down um, at the moment. So we'll see how that, that plays out over the next few hours. But uh, at the moment, uh, it wouldn't be a great night, especially for a domer like myself. It wouldn't be a great yeah. night for football. Well, then let's let's just front load the conversation. It's Florida, so it could be over in an hour, and then it could be <laughs> beautiful and then come back in time for kickoff. Uh, who who would the, uh, the inclement weather um, – 
uh, give an advantage to. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about that as soon as I saw the rain. And, right. you know, the one thing you say to yourself is, well, the Cowboys need to kind of slow down, um, you know, this, this Bucks offense. And you get a little rain and weather, and maybe it's less throwing the football and it's more running the football. And so maybe a lower scoring game, which is advantage to the Cowboys. But then you have to flip over to the other side and you say to yourself, well, yeah, but the Cowboys know Zach Martin. Um, you, you thought coming in with Dak being back where they could hold up and, and keep up with this this Bucks team was with those you know three wide receivers on the outside and, and Dak throwing the football down the field. So if that slows them down, does that give a bigger advantage to that Bucks defense and what the Bucks were able to do running the football down the stretch? So you could see it go both ways. Um, I just think that the Bucks are the better team here, and so. Uh, whether they have to run the football or with their defensive front, if you can't throw the football, I believe it's a bigger advantage for the Bucks, even though it might appear on the outside that it would help the Cowboys. Bucks and Cowboys on, Mon- on uh, I guess, Thursday night football. Uh, you do Monday night football with Kevin Harlan, um, and you'll be in uh, Vegas for the Ravens and, uh, and, and Raiders uh, on that front. Um, and so... And, and Ezekiel Elliott, who I interviewed for uh, tonight's pregame show on Westwood One, which I'm hosting in advance of your call with Kevin, he's that conversation's coming up in hour number two of this show. That said, Kurt Warner, uh, as you're looking at the Bucks and Cowboys tonight, it, is the best roster in the NFL in front of you tonight for 2021? No, no doubt about it. Uh, no you doubt think so? about it. The, the, the Bucks have the best roster, um, I, I think, on both sides of the ball is we saw what that defense became as those guys grew up and the young guys started to play and down the stretch and what Todd Bowles was able to do. Um, and I broke it down in the offseason a little bit. Is One of the great things when you watch the Bucks throughout the playoffs is every single game, they did something different. So a lot of times you have great defenses that come out and, and go back to the Bucks of you know the heyday back at the, the Tampa 2 Bucks when I played. They played cover two. Uh, 90% of the time, and then they would blitz every once in a while. They got really, really good at, at what they did, and that made them great. This team was so great last year because every game they could come out with a different game plan. They had the front seven to be able to do whatever they needed to do. The back end was very, very flexible. Um, and so Todd Bowles was just able to dial up different things based on what he saw the opponent doing and, and what he felt they were good at. And they could rush with four. Uh, they could rush with those linebackers. And so – you know, I know we're going to look at the offense, and offensively led by Tom Brady, you're going to say, yeah, you know, best, uh, best roster in the league. But I think it's just as important what they have defensively. And those guys coming back and the young guys that are seasoned and experienced now, man, I, I, I'm excited to watch this team this year because I know in everybody's mind we're looking at them, 22 returning starters. This team could go, you know, 17-0 and 0 and, and, and all of those things. Um but I do believe this team has the ability to win on both sides of the ball with the talent that they have, can win a lot of different ways, and it's going to be fun to see if they can live up to the hype because the hype is definitely there, um, not just because of Tom Brady, but because of all the pieces. So then which team, Kurt Warner, do you think that got close last year um, has improved the most, whether it's just getting a year older, right, or con- and with continuity, or the changes that they made puts them closer, if not potentially on par or over the top in 2021? Well, when I look at the Bucks team again, I say to myself, you've got to win the line of scrimmage against them. All the great bells and whistles on the outside, you got to win the line of scrimmage, starting with your offensive line winning 
the line of scrimmage. And and so when I look at the teams in the NFC, I know a lot of people want to look to the Packers, but I believe that's where the Packers have struggled the most the last two years. You know, when they played against San Francisco, San Francisco blew them out a couple years ago because they couldn't manage those guys up front. They struggled again up front against this Bucks team a year ago. And so I don't think it's the Packers. I'm looking at some teams, and I'm looking at the NFC West a little bit. 49ers are a team that I believe can win the line of scrimmage. If they're healthy, they can run the football, and they can rush the passer. That's a team, given they get good play at the quarterback position, that I believe can push the envelope a little bit. A little bit. I look at the Rams. Rams are another team. They made the upgrade at the quarterback. If that makes the big move that we think it could make, you got the number one defense from a year ago. you got a guy up front that obviously can rush the passer as well as anybody. They've always run the football extremely well. They actually beat the Bucks last year. So those are a couple teams that I'm looking at because I'm looking at offense and defensive front. Who can win the line of scrimmage? Because I believe you have to do that if you're going to knock this Bucks team off. Have the Bills done enough or added enough or just kept things going? Well, obviously I haven't played yet enough to get past the Chiefs. Can the Browns maybe with Odell and now adding Clowney get past the Chiefs? These are the two teams, obviously, that Kansas City beat to get to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, you got you got to show me. Um, is that I, I do believe Buffalo is going to be really good again. Uh, I believe Cleveland's going to be good. Um, you know, Odell Beckham back, and, and so now you say to yourself, maybe they're even more explosive offensively. I like some of the moves they made defensively. So I like both of those teams. But you got to show me. You got to show me that your quarterback can go swing for swing with Patrick Mahomes because he is such an X factor. He's such a difference maker with the things that he brings to the table that a lot of teams in the AFC, I think, that are going to be in the mix, um, you know, to make the playoffs. But it always comes down to that position, and that's how I look at the AFC: is that there's there's the Chiefs, and then there's really everybody else. Even though those other teams are good. Because of Patrick Mahomes, there's everybody else, and and I want to see somebody show me that their guy can hold up against Patrick Mahomes uh, if they have to get into one of those kind of games. Kurt Warner, my buddy from uh, NFL Network, he'll be part of tonight's kickoff show from Tampa. We're going to be in our new studios in Los Angeles. Uh, Kurt, uh, along with Kevin Harlan for Westwood One Radio, calling tonight's kickoff between the Bucks and the Cowboys right here on the Rich Eisen Show the best rookie season at quarterback who's going to have the best season of the rookie quarterbacks in your estimation fully knowing that justin field's gonna have to wait and then we're expecting to see trey lance maybe uh uh in red zone play and then perhaps between the 20s what do you think kurt well i go off a preseason first and foremost and so we take a look at all those guys and i think all of them did some good things uh but i thought the two guys that really shined in the preseason for me were zach wilson and Mac Jones, and both of those guys obviously will be starting from day one. Um, and so then, when I break those two guys down, I just say to myself, I'm not sure that Zach uh, has the surrounding cast to really blow this thing up in his first year. Even though I loved what he did in the preseason, I love the changes that they've made to the offense. I believe they're going to create opportunities for him, and I think I think he's going to play well this year. But I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, last guy drafted, and everybody wondering what. He could be at this level, and is he physically talented enough? I believe he found the perfect place to play football. Is that, A, we all know the Patriots for 20 years uh, had a guy play the game very similar to him, um, and so they know how to play football the way that Mac Jones plays football. 
I believe Josh McDaniels is as good as anybody uh, at being able to create opportunities for his quarterback and understanding how to game plan different weeks with different things to make their quarterback successful. I believe they've got a good football team. And so all those factors, uh, when I look at how Mac Jones plays, I think they'll play inside out very much like they did with Tom Brady. of two tight ends and their backs uh, and those sorts of things. I think it lends itself to Mac Jones having a really, really strong year because he's got a good supporting cast, and they will know how to use him and play to his strengths. Now, if this was game day morning uh, or any other show, Kurt, I'd ask you a follow-up question about Mac a little bit or what about the other uh, quarterbacks uh, that you didn't mention, but what's the name of this show? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tell me more about Zach. Um, <laughs> tell me more about Zach. Tony Romo said he thinks he's got Mahomes-like qualities and he could reach that within two years. Did you hear Tony say that? I, I did not, and I hate to put expectations like that on any young kid. But you know but, that is that. But, uh, but, well, I mean, he, he definitely has a, a talented skill set, and the ability to throw the football in different ways, I think, is what makes you say, "Oh, a little Aaron Rodgers, a little Patrick Mahomes." But those guys are so rare and so special. I don't ever want to put that expectation on Zach. But what I loved about Zach was just the way that he managed the games in the preseason, the way he saw the field got the ball to the right guy. I was just tweeting yesterday, you know, I do these breakdowns, and inevitably you get these people that are saying, oh, so what, that he threw the ball to the right guy against third stringers or second stringers and priests. And it's like the bottom line for a quarterback is you don't care who's out there. As long as you're seeing what you're supposed to be seeing and throwing it to the right guy the right way, that's what being a quarterback is all about. And Zach did that extremely well in the preseason. It was limited playing time. It was limited throws. But you saw that, and if you can do that, I believe that always translates at the NFL level. If you can process information, see what you need to see, get your eyes in the right spot, and make the right decisions, that always translates. Um, and then we saw a couple of those moments like you're talking about, Rich, where you know, he's rolling to his right and you know, slinging it kind of sidearm 35 yards down the field, um, you know, Corey Davis, and you're saying to yourself, okay, there's what Tony Romo is talking about. I see those glimpses as well, but – but to me, I put it all together. I'm not falling in love with just the physical part of it. What he did mentally and processing in the preseason is what really, really excites me, especially when you say to yourself, may not have a great supporting cast where it's not like bombs away, we're going to win a bunch of one-on-ones. It's playing within the scheme, getting the ball out on time, and making those decisions. And that's what I liked about him. And so even though nobody really has any expectations for the Jets this year, after seeing what they did offensively and what he did offensively in the preseason, I'm actually going into the season going, maybe maybe they're going to be better than, than I thought they were with a, a new coaching staff and a new system and a new energy there and a new quarterback. They may be, you know, they may surprise us a little bit in terms of being competitive. I don't know how many games they win, but being more competitive than I thought going into the offseason. Last one for you, Kurt. Can you put in perspective the fact that you're going to be calling a game tonight, watching a banner get raised um, in, by a team, yes, but because, in large part, that team raised the banner because of a 44-year-old quarterback about to defend his seventh title, and his first title defense uh, came as, uh, essentially at the expense of your second. You know, and uh, he's been at it for 20 years, and he's 44. Can you put in perspective Tom Brady for us right now at all, Kurt? I'm not sure that we can, other than the fact that here I am at 50, and I still think I can play now because I'm looking at Tom Brady going, that guy's doing it still. Uh, I think he's given all of us hope that, man, you can play forever. And, and 
none of us should have that hope because Tom Brady is rare and he's different and what he's doing. But that to me is the exciting thing about what Tom Brady's doing is that he's, he's opening up a door uh, to other players to think differently and see the game differently. And for us as fans to go, Oh my gosh, he's 44 years old and he's playing as well as he's ever played. When is he going to slow down the energy and excitement that comes with, uh, you know, tonight, the banner, us talking about them repeating, how good they are. You're right. It, it all centers around Tom Brady and, and how great he's been. And I just enjoy watching him compete every single game out. And, and I enjoy watching the way that he goes to work every single day out. So uh, I don't know if you can put it in perspective because we've never seen anything like it. We will probably never see anything like it again. But what it does is it says, man, the possibilities are open for, for guys. And, again, I'm joking about being 50 and still playing, but there's still a part of me that goes, man, if he can do it, maybe I could. But I think there's other guys that are saying to themselves, man, we don't have to put a cap on this like we always did. You know, everybody thought, well, you certain players by 40 years old, you know, you got to retire, you got to be done. Man, this guy gives us an excitement about the game and excitement about every year because – He's out there playing, and it's going to be the same tonight when I call the game. I can't wait to watch him play again and see what he's going to give us. What are the possibilities for a 44-year-old quarterback, um, you know, something we've never seen before? What are the possibilities for him and this team? And I think all of us say to ourselves, possibilities are endless. Sure. You know, we're expecting them to go win another championship and for him to compete for an MVP, and that to me is just mind-blowing when you understand the scope of what the NFL has been like for, you know, for decades. Have a great time tonight, Kurt. Look forward to listening to it, and I'll see you on game day uh, morning, if you will, pregame <laughs> tonight uh, on NFL Network. We'll chat soon. All right, buddy. Talk soon. That's the one and only Kurt Warner. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Phone lines are lit. We'll take your phone calls. Maybe we need to sneak in a Mike Del Tufo weather report. I mean, seriously. Uh, I haven't ready, planned. Mike. I mean, what are we doing? What do you mean you haven't planned? You planned? It's no, called I... weather.com. Look it up. we, we got mean? a commercial break. Like, okay. people are posting videos on Twitter right now. Back I'm ready. in a second. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What does a bye week look like for you, Tom? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what we have planned. I'm, I'm going to try to get ahead on any. That's what I'm going to try to do. Okay. It's not a lot of, uh, it's a little bit of sleeping in, a little rest. Are you able to sleep in with young kids, though, Tom? Are you able to do that with daylight savings and all that sort of business? No, not much at all. Yeah. They're, they're up at 6 o'clock today That's changing right. diapers, so it's 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 still a uh, early morning for me, but... Um, there's nothing like it. There's you know, there's nothing like winning a game and then coming home and having your kids there and uh, just wrestling with them and waking them up in the morning. So, well, I don't know. If, um, yeah, I don't know if you have a little more time to do that this week. Yeah, you do. I don't, but I don't know if you're aware. Um, you know, obviously Gronk was playing great. You were playing great against Denver, but as you were playing that game, my kids were baking uh, Patriots sugar cookies, Tom. <laughs> And, you know, Cooper and Zan were wearing Brady jerseys throughout the whole year. That might have been some of the wind beneath your wings on Sunday, Tom. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So how did, how did the sugar cookies turn out? Well, they, they, they turned out pretty well. Um, they, they can travel if you want. I mean, um, Coop, and, Coop and Zan, you know, would give you the shout out in that regard. It doesn't get any better now. I have enough sugar in my house. Believe me, we don't need any more <laughs> imported sugar. They were yeah, bouncing off the walls in the every drawer in the house. They were bouncing off the walls in the fourth quarter. Come to think about it, Tom, uh, that was uh, that might not have been a very wise choice towards the end of that. Um, yeah, so, it's so, to be expected. Yeah. So, um, last question for you, Tom. I, I mean, what what would another Super Bowl championship do for you? Just you. Tom Brady, the player who was drafted 199th overall, won three very quickly. What would it do for you here this stage of your career? Well, it's a great question. I I think when we when we won earlier in my career, I didn't quite realize how hard it was to win it. You know, we we've been there two other times and not closed the deal and it's just a it's a it's a very very hard thing to do and i didn't quite realize that at the end of the 2004 season and i think 10 years later with a lot of reflection i realized how hard it is and how much i appreciate what we did accomplish and then if we were ever to do it again which i sure hope we are then uh, you know how much i would continue to appreciate it cuz that's why we play that's why we you know that's why we work hard. that's why we sacrifice that's why we work hard that's why we play with pain that's why you go through the whole conditioning program and training camp is to is is for that one goal and you know anything short of that is uh you know based on my experience is uh it leaves a lot to be desired and that would be great to be able to finally close one out if we ever get that opportunity 
That was Tom Brady in year one of this show. Way back when he had only three Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, that was four rings ago. (laughs) Insane, man. (laughs) It's insane. It's nuts. I'll give my two cents on that uh, later on. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Phone lines have been lit since we came on the air. Gwen in Chicago, Illinois. Let's take Gwen's phone call here on the NFL kickoff edition of the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Gwen? Hey, Rich. First, I just wanted to say or send my condolences. Uh, Tara Deeker seemed like a great person. I only knew her from Damashek's Pie-Offs, but I just wanted to send that to you and your whole crew out there at the NFL Network. Appreciate Um, that. To to change moods completely. um, Sure, go for it. I um, think that – so three years ago, Patrick Mahomes was the second-year quarterback. I had a great year, and he was the MVP. And then it was Lamar Jackson, and he was the MVP. Then we had a year off with Aaron Rodgers because he was amazing. But what about Justin Herbert this year? I think that maybe he's primed for a second-year MVP season. What do you think? Brockman, do you want to look up a place where uh, Mo Green does not have a plaque or a signpost or a name and see what Justin Herbert's – odds is Russell Wilson right now, the last time I looked. For most valuable player. Yeah. Stand by. Well, that'd be great for our fantasy team because we chose Herbert and Keenan Allen. And if he's going to win, if he's going to win MVP, that's the guy. Look, <clears throat> Justin Herbert, 16 to one. Here's the deal for Justin Herbert to win the MVP. Obviously, you know, he's going to have to have a season similar to the ones that you mentioned as the second year quarterbacks who have done it. So it, you, there's, there is precedence and good point. And thanks for the call. Appreciate it. But they're going to have to win 12 games out of 17. They're going to, they're going to have to be 12 oh, and 5 at the, team, at the minimum. 12 and 5 at the minimum. minimum. Like, yeah, minimum. He can't just light it up and then they have the same schedule like no, that. No, and we're talking about like 40 touchdowns. We're talking about 5,000 yards. We're talking about, you know, an all-time They season. can do it, though. Eckler stays healthy. Who's on the injury report. Didn't practice yesterday. That's a big if already, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if's doing a lot of heavy lifting right there. Yeah. Um, let's go to Jeff in Detroit. What's up, Jeff? Let's get your two cents here on this busy Thursday. What's up, Jeff? Oh, what's going on, my cousin? First of all, you started the show like Rich Eisen should coming out the gate fire. Man, I almost cried. I'm telling you, that was a beautiful breakdown of the entire NFL landscape. My question to you is this, and then I have a barbershop question for you, Uncle. My uh, my question to you is this. Is there any other time of year that excites you like the beginning of the NFL season? Because every time I hear you, it sounds like you're opening up Christmas presents. Yes. Man. It, yeah. it, you really have it in your voice, and you let Thank us you. know what's going on. Secondly, yes. a lot of people aren't talking about the New Orleans Saints. And I believe, and you said something the other day that had me thinking. Okay. New Orleans is is one of those teams that could possibly be there, and I'm calling it right now. I believe that the New Orleans Saints, with Jameis Winston, under the new offensive production and and the way that the coach is going, um, Sean Payton, will be playing in the NFC Championship game. I'm just calling it. Okay. I'm calling it. Wow. Is that a bar? You get that at the barbershop? Is that what you said? Yeah. Actually, we were having a discussion on who would do better between – Dak Prescott and uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus uh, versus the Saints, and I, I'm a believer that they will end up doing way. I, I believe that they'll be in a championship. All right, tonight. Jeff, really send our best to the barbershop. Let's uh, let's chat uh, tomorrow. Let's do let's it. Just, let's just throw that up on a poll. Who has a better year, Saints uh, or Cowboys? Come on, you know that's going to get the barbershop's going to get <laughs> buzzed on that one, or at least his approach on that. But go for it. Go for it. That's Jeff's barbershop question of the day. Let's do it. Oh, baby. Uh, I, I'm i just so fired up for tonight. The kickoff always gets me. 
you know? I can't wait. So, and also, it's the beginning of fantasy football. Right now, our celebrity fantasy league team does not have a name. It's the Eisen football team right now. <laughs> We're the Eisen Because we always team. come up with phrases throughout the year that I'll say something, you'll say something, one of us will say something, and you scribble down uh, just, the names, right? Some, down some, of the, some of the phrases yeah, that could be. And then we call Paul Rudd, yeah. who is a diehard fantasy guy and has great names for his fantasy teams, to choose one, right? Right. Well, guess what's going to happen when we come back from break? No way. From London. He's taking a break from shooting Ant-Man to do this. <laughs> We're calling an audible in Omaha. Paul Rudd's going to call in in about five minutes' time Let's go. to help us name our team name. And I can't wait to hear what his fantasy team name is. One year it was named after Judy Dench, but it was just Dench! Exclamation point. Don't forget the exclamation point. <laughs> Don't forget that. Right? Oh, boy. Dench! Paul Rudd, <laughs> yes! He's coming next before Ezekiel Elliott. Your calls, hour two, coming up. <laughs> Dench. Dench. What was another one? It was a because he he, oh, he it was like yeah. a, a like a, a a smell of something or what was it? Oh, oh, I forget what it was because uh, he likes he, smell. Oh my god, he, he likes weird things like right. it was like a flower. Yes, yeah. smell of, oh my god, because it was about a, 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 a like a brunch place. He likes super yes. nondescript, just right. like things that would be a club in New Sick. York. Well, we've like got one. Word. We've got one here that he kind of would like. We I have a few. I, I mean, we can air it down to eight. So we have a few that are pretty. I, I like. I like all these, to be honest. Back nine, Flacco is my. Uh, I would be okay with any of these. I think Plum Snugglers is what we're going to go with. Yeah, I where, feel like that's that's right up. Where did alley. intently love making come from? I think he's going to like that one. <laughs> How are you going to explain that to your to your kids? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it'll be tough. Have I ever watched Cinemax at 12.30 in the morning? Yes, sir, I have. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, my God, what a that was the early days. <laughs> I knew there was something. That there. was the early that days. Early. Rich, wow. you, you just tell them that they're a Jordan Love fan. You could just flip it like that. It's something to do with Jordan Love. Yeah, something to do we with We are Jordan currently Love. losing. Or Kevin Love. Uh, tell it to the judge is currently losing in the fantasy baseball to, playoffs. To Hayward Jabbleme. Hayward Jabbleme, oh no. <laughs> And he says, when Cooper says, hey, Dad, it's a, it's a, it's a two-week playoff. So the number of times that my beautiful now 10-year-old oh, boy looks at me and Cooper says, hey, Dad, Hayward hey, Jablamy's really killing us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you say to him? Gets me every you just laugh? I you have chuckle. To laugh. And he right. caught me the other day. You know what he said to me? He just said to me, finally, he said, what's so funny? <laughs> Do I need to? Do you want me to tell him? No, or do, or, Uncle Chris does not need no, to tell you. No, no, I will right. handle my own business, okay. sir. All right. You but worry you, about your youngest. I'll worry about did mine. Did you see the kids that went to the town council and made them do the youngest Simpsons? Boy, huh? The Simpsons kids up like somewhere in Northern California went to the town council and used all these Simpson ones like that. And the town they, for like people on the phone, I guess or Zoom. Yeah. And they oh, read like, them like, all. like huge ass. Yes. And they read them all. They went through all like, like 10 Amanda people. Huggin kids. Yes. All those, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> was Hayward Jablamy one of them? I mean, he might have been. <laughs> it was fantastic. I don't need to talk to you, pal. Paul Rudd coming up. Hey. This is a prank call for